Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, February the 19th, 2021. As always, I'm giving thanks to God for you and for what he continues to do in your life, in the life of your friends, your families, those directly and indirectly connected to you, and in the life of the people, places, and things that you pray for and intercede on behalf of. If you've been listening to prayers for your day any amount of time, I know that God has laid people on your heart. I know that God has laid places on your heart. Even if you're praying for Texas right now, God has laid the state of Texas on your heart and he has laid things on your heart, situations that you come across, you hear about organizations that may be going through um, the government system as a whole. You might consider that a thing because it's no specific person. As you pray for the government, know that, that God is moving in you and through you and know that your prayers are reaching heaven. It's Friday and truly it is TGIF. I am so thankful that this week is, this work week at least, is coming to an end on today. Even though I've got a lot of work to do this weekend, I won't have to get up and go into work. And I'm thankful for that. Um, You know, it is Friday. So, you know, it's the day that we kind of talk through the word and not necessarily pray the word. So make sure you get your personal prayer time in, whether that's in your car, whether that's while you're uh, washing dishes, Get your personal prayer time in with God um, and then be still and allow God to speak back to you. He will. He will give you instruction. He will lay additional names and people on your heart. So let's do our best to be obedient to the word of God, because the word tells us if you love me, you will keep my commands. That's what God said. I didn't say it. That's what the word said. If you love me, you will keep my command. So let's do our best. We're not perfect. We're far from it. We'll never be perfect. But I know that we are men and women of God who love him. So our desire is to do our very, very best each and every day to walk upright before him. So I said we were going to finish out Daniel this week. And we are. If you look at chapter, we uh, talked about chapter 10 on, ye- 10 on yesterday, I believe, with Michael. And he said, I heard you the first time you prayed. So then on chapter, in chapter number 11, we really see the empires. We see the fight between the kings of the south and the north. And so it really gets into the prophetic, prophetic vision Uh, that Daniel was given so that he would know about the end times. And so I'm not going to go through all of that because, you know, it's something that you kind of have to read and reread and reread. And uh, it would take a lot of time for me to explain it. And like I've always said, I'm not a, a ordained pastor or minister. I'm just a woman who loves God. That's it. That's all I am. Um, And so That's it and that's all. And I make no apologies for that. Um, But we are going to talk about 
uh, Daniel chapter 12. So go back, read, listen to 11 so that you can hear what leads us into chapter 12. And so I'm going to read the verses and then we'll talk about it. I'm going to kind of skip around to give you the gist of it. So here it says at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. So if you're found written in the book at that time, at the time of trouble, we can count on our deliverance. Then on uh, verse number two, because, and many of them that slept in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Verse four, but thou, O Daniel, shut up thy words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Verse six, B clause. How long shall it be to the end of these wonders, right? Anytime something happens as Christians, we want to know, oh, how long, how long, Lord, is my heart going to be broken? How long, oh God, am I going to have to go without a job? How long, you know, we always want to know how long, how long is this process? When will this be over? Then verse eight says, and this is Daniel responding, and I heard but I understood not. Then I said, oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? So not only do we want to know how long is something going to take, we also want to know, well, what's going to be the end result? You know, we want to know, okay, I'm hurting God. How long? Am I going to be hurting? And then what, what is my life going to be like at the end of this thing? Whatever this thing in is, if you lost your job, you might be wondering how long am I going to be without a job? And then what kind of job am I going to get at the end? Am I going to make more money? Am I going to make less money? What does that look like? You know, if you have gone through separation and divorce and, you know, you're believing God for something, you might say, how long am I going to be in this spot, God, where my heart is, is broken? And what's the end going to be? And, and uh, you know, am I going to be able to ever love again? Am I going to be able to ever trust again? If your children are uh, acting in a way that, you know, you've not raised them to behave, you're wondering how long am my children going to be this way? I didn't raise them to be this way. And then what is the end going to look like, you know, for them, Lord, will I still even be here? You know, will they still be able to make it, Lord? What's the end going to be? If you're dealing with the health situation, you're wondering if you've been praying for healing, God, how long am I going to have to endure this pain in my body? God, how long am I going to have to wait on these test results? God, how long is this surgery going to take? You know, how long am I going to have to go through treatment? And then 
then at the end of this, God, am I still going to be able to do the things that I used to do? Am I still going to be able to, you know, use my arm correctly? Am I still going to be able to do this or that? We still want to know how long and what the end is going to look like. Verse nine says, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Now I'm going to stop right there. Whatever God has spoke to you about your situation, whether it's your children, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health and healing, know that just like the angel Gabriel told Daniel, I heard your, your words were heard the first time you prayed and I came in response to them. See, it was already a done deal. Whatever God told you, it's already done. It is finished. That's what Jesus said on the cross. It is finished. He is the everlasting God and he has already declared our end from the beginning. And what I have grown to understand and what I'm still growing in my understanding is that nothing catches God by surprise. None of it. He made us. He knows where we're weak. He knows where we're going to miss it. He He knows when things don't work out the way in our hearts, we desire them to. Nothing catches him by surprise because he told Daniel, the words are closed up and sealed till the end. And this is what he said. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. That's verse 10. In your situation, whatever your situation is, just like the Bible says that he is a refiner and that he comes to purify us. And we talked about this before in another prayer or another day that what it means to be purified means that God has to turn up the heat in our lives. We can't say we've trust God if we've never had to trust him, right? It, it doesn't make sense if you've never had to trust God. You can't really say that God is a provider if you've always depended on your job or depended on somebody else. It's only when we have no choice. It's only when really our back is up against the wall and there's nobody there we can count on. We can't count on Friends, we can't count on family. We can't count on the job. You know, we can't count on the government. There's no more stimulus checks. There's nothing we got coming. And so at that point, we say, God is my provider. When somehow people send money through Cash App and somehow, you know, the lights aren't cut off and they're supposed to be cut off and nor do we get a late fee. And somehow Somebody is telling somebody about my situation and they're sending money through somebody else to bless me. Then truly, when I say God is a provider, oh, yes, he is a provider because I know that I've experienced that. Truly, 
You know, it's hard to say that, that the Holy Spirit is the comforter when I've never had to be comforted. You know, when everybody that I love and that's dear to my heart is still here. And so I've never need the Holy Spirit to, to literally wrap you know, his arms around me and comfort me in the midnight hour. See, there's a lot of things that we say and really they are cliche because we really haven't experienced that. The only person that has gone through some things, but you know what? I can't even say that because the Bible says that we have a high priest, which is Jesus Christ that endured and experienced everything that we have. So I can't even say that because the Bible tells me different. So know that it's really hard to tell somebody how to feel and and what they should think when you've never been there. But it's when the fire is turned up and we are purified. The word says many shall be purified and made white and tried. We've got to be tried. Our faith has to be tested. Even in health situations, when the doctor says, I've done all I can do. That's the time for purification and being made white. When people you love say, I don't love you anymore. And you don't understand why. How could you know, how can you not love me anymore? That's the time that we're being purified and made white and tried. But catch this. The Bible says the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. And the wise shall understand. There comes a point. No, no matter what the doctor says, there comes a point, no matter what our situation looks like, we begin to understand who God is and that his word is truth. We begin to understand that our life It's not our own. It says the wise shall understand. You get to a point where you understand your life is not your own. You get to a point where you understand that this world is temporary. Help me, God. Mm. This world we live in is temporary. See, Jesus, Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So, yes, we're supposed to have a good time while we're here. But some people are so bent on having a good time naturally that they forget that eternally is going to be the best time. See, I can have a good time here, but but, you know, there's good days, there's bad days. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to it's always going to be a good time. It's always going to be a good time. The things that I worried about here, I don't have to worry about there. The things that we cry about here, there'll be no tears there. The things that wake us up in the middle of the night here, we won't even sleep there. You know what I'm saying? And so we begin to understand as we get older. As we begin to see more things that really, I don't, I wouldn't want to live in this world forever. 
You know, this world is evil and it's cruel. And people, my God, people can be just awful. And I have been awful at times. Can I be real this morning? You know, but the word says that if you do wicked, people will continue to do wicked. Even in the time of trouble, people still won't turn because they won't understand. They'll be like scoffers saying, well, this is the same thing that happened. People always said that it was going to be the end of the world. People always said that Jesus was coming back soon, right? So they will continue to be their way. But the wise shall understand that tomorrow is not promised. The wise will understand that Jesus could come back in the next hour. And I gotta be ready. I gotta be ready. I don't have time to play around because young people are living. I mean, young people are leaving here. Old people are leaving here. People are leaving here in different types of ways and ways that we've never even heard about or even thought about. And I got to be ready. And I have a responsibility to my household. I have a responsibility to my daughter's. To see me getting ready so that that can pass on to them and that that can pass on to their children. It ain't, it's not about us. It's not about what we want. It's about what God wants. The wise shall understand that our life is not our own. And so we can't get caught up in When is the end going to be and what's the end going to look like? Because guess what? Daniel's last message in 12 and 12 and 13, it said, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. Right. So there there's a time. But when we know when the Bible gives time is different, just like when the men asked Jesus how long. Uh, how many times shall we forgive? And he said, Peter, uh, Peter said seven times and Jesus said 70 times seven. Basically it's intimate. Basically just keep forgiving. Basically just keep waiting. Blessed is he that waiteth. Wait on God. But then he says, but go thou thy way till the end be. For thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. So in conclusion, blessed is he that waiteth. Wait on God. Wait on God for the words that were spoken. Just like with Daniel. Daniel, these are the words that you've been given. I know you want to know when the end is going to be. I know you want to know how it's going to work out for you and your family, for you and your health, for you and your finances, for you and your job situation. I know you want to know how it's going to work out. But God has already declared your end from the beginning. It's sealed. And in your process, you have to make a decision if you're going to be purified by faith, 
If you want to uh, let God, God try you, Job said, huh, when it's over, I'm coming forth as pure gold. Job said that, and we know he was purified. He lost everything. But he said, when it's all said and done, I'm coming forth as pure gold. Even as he was going through with a broken heart, with, with boils all over his body, with friends coming against him, trying to say that what he was going through was his fault. When it's all over, he said, I'm coming forth as pure gold. And God restored everything. He gave him back double for what he lost. So we have to make a decision. Are we going to be purified? And are we going to be tried? Are we going to let God wash us white as snow? Are we going to go the, are we going to go in the path of wickedness? Because the Bible says wide is the way of destruction, but narrow is the way to righteousness. Taking the narrow way means we've got to exercise wisdom. And we've got to seek God daily for godly supernatural wisdom. And then he says, but as you wait, Daniel, as you wait to the end, as we wait until the end of our purification, as we wait until the end of our situation, whatever our situation is in the, you know, as we wait until the end. The Bible says rest. The Bible says rest. And when it's all over, you, you're going to be able to stand. You're going to be able to stand knowing God is who he says he is. You're going to be able to stand and truly say to God, be the glory. When I was by myself, to God be the glory. When my body was aching, to God be the glory. When people walked away, to God be the glory. When I didn't get what it is I thought I wanted, to God be the glory. When God prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies, the people that talked about me. The people that wish bad on me, the people who glorified in my downfall to God be the glory rest. And in the end, no, no, you going to rise in the end. Know that naturally you're going to rise and know that spiritually you're going to rise. That's what it means in the end, in the end. In the end of your situation, naturally, you're going to rise at the end of your life. This life, this earthly life, you are going to rise. I know it's human nature to to want to know how long, God. <laughs> Believe you me, I've asked a many a times as the years have gone by. How long, God? Believe you me. I've asked them many a times, what is this end going to look like? What does it mean for me? You know, but then there's a shift that eventually comes and everybody's time is different. So give grace to one another. And if this message is not for you, give grace to somebody that you know who is in the process of the time of trouble. Hallelujah. Give grace to those who are in the process of the time of trouble where they're asking and they're crying. How long, 
shall the end be? When? What does it look like? Give them grace. Because if you're not there, I can promise you a time is going to come in your life where you'll be there. My mother used to tell me, oh, D, you don't have any problems. You know, she thought I left. She she would just, you know, sometimes look at my life and be like, D, oh, D, you, you don't have any problems. And then she would then then as I got older, she would say, you know, I tell people, if you don't have any problems, just keep living, keep living. Because it's in those problems, God comes to purify us, to make us white, to try us in the fire. Ha! Huh. But the blessed thing is, oh, but to be loved by God, to be tried. I worry about people who are never tried by God. Because they don't know what it really means to to seek him. They don't know what it really means to lean into him. Daniel was tried, y'all. He was tried many a times. King after king after king. He was tried by his life. See, many of us have never faced life situations. Some of us have through our health. But many of us have never had any life situations where our life, where where we've uh, been tried in the fire in terms of this could cost me my life. That's a different type of trying. But it's in that trying, right? We see the wicked and the wise. The wicked and the wise, it's in that trying we see those who run to God and those who run from God. And those who run from God, the only thing that we can do is pray that they return and that they don't die while they're out there running. Y'all, I love the word. I could talk about the word of God all day, every day. I'm telling you, I love the word of God. Because it's in God's word that we understand, that we understand what he is trying to, what he's trying to teach us as we walk this thing called life out. That in the end, we're going to rise. So rest. That's your word for this weekend. Rest. Rest knowing that in the end of your situation, naturally, naturally in your situation, you're going to rise. God is going to deliver you right in the beginning. When I read verse 12, it says, and at that time, thy people, God's people shall be delivered. You're going to be delivered from that situation. Naturally, it has to come to pass. It has to. God said it. So it's a done deal. It's sealed. You are going to rise in the end. So rest and know that supernaturally when you take your last breath, me too. Mm, In the end, supernaturally, when we take our last breath, hey, hallelujah, we are going to rise to be with God eternally. Hallelujah. To be with God eternally. And we can rest assured that our labor has not been in vain. Hallelujah. That our labor, the tears that we cried, the prayers that we prayed. Hallelujah. The hurt that we felt. It's not been in vain. Hallelujah. For we shall rise. So rest. 
knowing that you're going to rise. I love you all. Have an awesome weekend and God bless you. Bye-bye.